part one of our interview with Phil Escott, we learned about what he does, what the carnivore diet did for him, and how to prevent diets turning into cults. This week, we'll find out more about the definition of a paleo diet, how hard is it for a carnivore to travel around the world, and how much meat does he eat per day. This and more in part two of our interview with Phil Escott on the Nutrition Heretic Podcast. Meet Gina. Gina wanted to lose weight, so she spent two years fasting, detoxing, and dabbling with vegan diets while practicing a shit ton of yoga to lose 25 pounds, but it took so long that nobody noticed. Then, Gina started Frenching her food by eating fatty cheeses, butter, sausages, and red meat, and lost 15 more pounds in only two months. Everybody noticed this time. Frenching your food unlocks the riddle of weight loss that skinny French chicks use to slim down, look young, and live longer despite doing everything wrong. Be like Gina. Start Frenching your food today by visiting nutritionheretic.com forward slash Frenching. Fat is bad for you. I just pop a pill and I'm fine. Meat is murder. <laughs> it's time for bad food punishment. It's time for real nourishment. It's time for the nutrition heretic. The following program is provided as information only and may not be construed as medical or health advice. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. No action or inaction should be taken solely on the basis of the information provided here. Please consult with a licensed healthcare professional or doctor on any matter relating to your health and well-being. You know, what I've seen in a couple of, of uh, uh, carnivore groups is somebody saying like, oh, you know, I put hot sauce on my steak. <laughs> and then somebody says, oh, well, I only put garlic on, you know, that's the only seasoning I use. And then somebody else says, I only use salt. And then somebody else says, well, I don't even use salt. <laughs> I just use, I just eat the meat. And I don't eat, you know, any other meat except for beef. Um, how, you know, so when I ask you how carnivore are you, are you seasoning your f- food at all? Or is that not in your prescription, at least not, not as of yet? Well, the, the more I go on, the simpler my tastes get. Mm. You know, I think, I think we've used eating as a recreation for a long time. And this is this has been at the root of, of people, also people who aren't really even brainwashed about any sort of dogma. They just say, well, I could never eat that because I like to eat this taste and that taste. And and if they're really sick, it's it's actually one of the blessings. It's one of, one of the many reasons that I call my book Arthritis the Best Thing That Ever Happened to Me because it, it takes you to so much kind of knowledge that you'd never be bothered or have the need to come to otherwise. Absolutely. And, and, and when I when I eat now, I I, I just yeah. I, it, every now and again, I'll eat an Indian meal, but more and more, I won't mm. have anything sauce. I don't mind the spices on it, but I don't want their sugary sauces, you right. know. And 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 so I might have some some something that's tandoori, you know, and and maybe put a bit of extra butter on it or something that's nice. But no, ninety nine times out of a hundred, I eat at home at least, and and. Mm. 
I, I find that the spices are kind of backing up in the cupboard and I use them less and less. Um, I, I, I use some pepper, I use some black pepper, I use butter, I use salt, and that pretty much does me. I, I have I have much more subtle cravings now. Mm. Like I'll wake up and I'll say, oh, you know what, it's a lamb day today okay. and nothing else will do. And on another day I would think of lamb and I'd go, ooh, I, I don't want that. You know, I, I need a steak or I want some burgers with some egg yolks on right. them. You know? Yeah, and, see, and, and this is what I'm seeing is that people are saying, like, I only eat beef. I Beef and water. No salt, no pepper, no garlic. No, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, and and yeah. that's where I, I start to see, you know, and I've seen some a couple of people get ganged up in, on in some of these groups for saying that they, you know, had a more varied diet than that. Oh, so, oh, well, you know, you're not going to get rid of, you're not going to get rid of that problem until you get rid of, you know, the black pepper. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I get, uh, in the early days of the group, people used to come on, you know, from like the bigger groups like Principia Carnivora and whatever, and they'd come onto my group and go, what the hell is this? Somebody's posted a vegetable. And, and you're like, so what? It's, it's your own choice. That's why I call it 100% carnivore and beyond because... Right. Many, many reasons, you know, all the light and all the emotional balancing, all the other stuff too. But, you know, if someone can't post a pic of broccoli, I mean, I'll take the piss out of it, obviously. Uh, I'd say a, a bit of compost appears to have, have, have ended up on your plate by mistake or something <laughs> like that. But I, I don't care. I'm not militant about it. I yeah. don't give a d- They can eat exactly what they like and they know that I'm joking anyway, which, right. you know, which is why they keep posting stuff like that, the buggers. But, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm messing. I'm messing. I really don't mind at all. It's it, it's. But when it to me, it's an individual thing. When when if somebody's fine on cooked meat, that's great. And then you get the real uh, uh, zealots who say it all has to be raw. Yeah. You know, some people eat just raw meat. And to be honest, I, I know a couple of people at least who eat. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, rotten meat they you know fermented right. meat high meat it's called and if you actually look in the cultures that's been done the, the right. scandinavian cultures used to bury fish and dig them up six months later and eat them and and the inuit did that to an extent and uh, sometimes by accident but they still ate it and 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 there's other places that do it and, yeah. and so who knows you know maybe it's really beneficial for some sort of somebody needs something some type of bacteria in their gut but they're not dying from it we're too paranoid about bacteria yeah. and a lot of people eat raw and they're fine. And, and, you know, there's old Sverrier, you know, he's got his Sverrier channel on, on YouTube, Gattis. I, I did an interview with a while ago. He's a character and he goes and eats raw goat heads at vegan rallies just to wind them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's hilarious. But, you know, some people eat the raw stuff. I think that's great. Whatever people do, but as long as you just don't attack anybody for anything, I, I have a go at veganism, not vegans. You know, I, I, I would never attack somebody for their own dietary choices. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's their own choice. And also, you, you never quite know when, um, when, when it's a, a, the biggest blessing that somebody gets ill. So if somebody's heading for being ill, you know, what the does it really matter? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, yeah, okay, I'll be here when you, you know, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also it's it's sometimes you know all pain is growing pain, and sometimes it's the most uh, creative or the most educational and and evolutionary part of your life is when you get sick. Right. So I I don't even judge people uh, who are making themselves sick. Really, they can they can do what they like. Right. Um, I, I just, just don't can, keep asking me for for advice if you're not going to follow. It. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 exactly. And 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 I'm always happy to help them out when 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 they come to me. But um, yeah, I, I I think that the whole carnivore thing that people have this idea, you know, that's just human nature as well. As long as they don't get nasty about it, oh, you can't have black pepper or something. Oh, you know, f- just <laughs> eat, eat what you want. So I I, I think that. Um, I, I think some people say that they haven't been, like some people say that, like me, you know, I, I didn't feel my best until I gave up the vegetables. Some people say they don't feel the best until they have raw meat. Maybe they might have some different issue. Um, so that's fine too. You know, I think the great thing to know, my own, my own, I've only got two messages really. One is that meat and fat is absolutely fine. Every single thing said against it is nonsense. And past that, once you can grasp that, just listen to your own intuition and your own body. And, and you, you tell me what it wants. I, I think a great thing, one really interesting thing that happened in the early days of my carnival group, I started off in January for that um, uh, carnival month, you know, uh, 30 days that Sean Baker was yes. organizing um, uh, to, to sort of go against that veganuary business. Right. And, and what struck me was not the people who were sick, but the, the partners. Quite often partners would say, okay, well, I'm going to do it for 30 days to support them. There's nothing wrong with me. But, and then I was starting to get these long posts by the partners saying, wow, do you know I've got rid of the last of the belly fat? My, my, I don't get tired in the afternoon anymore. Uh, this little bit of psoriasis is cleared up or, you know, it's something or my digestion is loads better. Now the vegetables have gone. Who would have thought it? Right. Um, and, and I was getting all these, these testimonials from the people who were never ill in the first place. And so I would say, well, to, to anybody who's got any curiosity, certainly to anybody who's got any issue, uh, try it for 30 days, preferably 60 or 90. Right. And then you start reintroducing things one after and one, one at a time. And then you'll get a really clear view of, of how foods are reacting with you. Now, I think if you look in history, like you mentioned earlier, this, this, this myth of Ayurveda being, um, being a vegetarian science, when actually if you look in the old texts in the Charak Samhita and whatever, you can see that they're saying meat is like nectar. There's no better fuel for the body. There's nothing more nourishing. And I think every culture is known that if you've got some problem, you, 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 that if there's some person in a tribe, say, and they're sick, then you'll give them the best food until they, until they get better. And then maybe they can handle all the yams and honey and whatever it is that the rest of them are eating to right. fill in the gaps. And, but, but like I've said in a few of my, of my talks, you know, nobody really celebrates the fatted turnip. It's the fatted calf, you know, nobody... <laughs> No, nobody, nobody goes crazy and has a big party in a tribe when somebody comes back with a yam. You know, they they they, <laughs> they, they, they celebrate when they bring the meat back. It's always been known to be the most nourishing, the most highly esteemed, highly prized food. So if you look at it that way and get rid of all the that we've been told in the, in the past few decades, then just take it back to the reset food. People are always going on these fasts and juice cleanses and all this kind of thing and you know they yeah, we to need t- to build up more than we need to tear down you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and, and, and to be honest if you understand about redox potential and and, and the cell turning over the uh, the deuterium you know and depleting deuterium and whatever then you can see that you know probably a good juice diet would be bacon grease <laughs> so <laughs> 
that, it, that will clean it, you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, it will create deuterium depleted water in the cell. And, and it, it, it's funny. So it turns all dietary dogma upside down. And, mm-hmm. and nobody gets to, nobody gets to, to, to try it really, because unless you have a real reason to do it, or you're very curious and very brave, hardly anybody tries it. So they start arguing against it. And halfway through an argument, I always sort of say, hang on, have you actually tried this? No. Well, you know, I don't go on to brain surgery groups and start arguing about right. how to do brain surgery. So as I've never done it, why on earth would I? I'd, you, you, you sit there and get educated if you're interested in carnivory, come and listen about it. And if you're not, that's fine. Bugger off and eat whatever you want to eat. But yeah. coming on and arguing about it is so weird because the studies have all been done on people who eat other stuff with the meat. So it's not the meat. It's, the, it's you know, like in those old... That, like in those old B films, you know, those those detective yes. films where you get these awful things, where awful plots where somebody will come in and find a body and they'll run over to it and pick up the gun and, and whatever, and then the police come in and find them. And, and you're going, don't pick up the f***ing gun. But that's what's happened with meat. And so yeah. it's been blamed for, for something that it was, it, it was totally innocent of all along. So, yeah, I, I think I'd, if somebody can try it for a while, if you've got some issue, my God, just go straight on to it. If you've got autoimmunity, eat meat and fat, for God's sake. Right. The relief will be unbelievable. And then then after three months, four months, maybe longer, if you've got autoimmunity, six months, then add some other things in, see what happens. But, you know, it, it, they might say that a carnivore diet is boring and whatever, but it, it, I tell you what, from personal experience, it ain't half as boring as psoriatic arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well, you know, one thing I said to uh, Sean Baker when I had him on the show, and he didn't seem to be quite as uh, believing in my theory, let's just say. <laughs> but um, I, I have, I look at animal foods, all animal foods, meat, dairy, honey, um, eggs, and actually, I'm going to use honey as as the um, kind of the, the reason for this theory, which is, uh, you know, how they talk about consuming honey and the pollen will kind of inoculate you for your environment, you know, if you if you consume those things locally. Um, I don't see any reason why that does not, that's not the case with other foods that come from what I'm going to call lower animals. Um, I, I think that, that part of uh, what these animals do is they translate our, our local environment to us. And, you know, if you can get those things, particularly like a raw milk that's from, you know, because back in the day, people would have just eggs from somewhere in their neighborhood, if not in their own yard. Um, they would uh, have milk from, a, from you know, one cow or one goat or one sheep or, you know, or a small flock uh, that were consuming things in their own yard. And um, I think that, that we're, as time goes on, we will find out. Uh, that that a lot of what people assume are allergies to these foods really have to do with getting milk from tens of thousands of cows at one time, um, you know, created it, or raised in these deplorable situations that you uh, alluded to earlier. And uh, same thing with our eggs, you know, they're grown on concrete half the time. They're not even in like touching the ground. Uh, to get uh, the the nutrients, the bugs, the um, you know grasses and things uh, that that would be local. So that's just my yeah. And they they kept under artificial light to destroy their right. hormones and whatever, and, and make them lay twenty four hours. Right. If people don't believe in light, look at the chickens. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I, I think, no, I, I, I'm with you on that because I think it also comes back to the whole light and deuterium thing. Yes. If, you're, if, if the food that goes into your mouth is not matching up with the light that goes into your eyes, the cellular clocks get out of sync. Mm. And, and and disease can come from that. If you know the vegans, they're saying, oh, "Aren't we compassionate?" And then they're shipping in all their food. Yes. If if you believe in all this this uh, global warming, I, I, I'm really you know let's not get into that. But I'm not really sure it's working like they say it does. But presuming it is, because the vegans all believe in it, then they're having all their food shipped in by right. you know airplanes and God knows what, and they're not really considering the environmental footprint of that. So. Uh, and it's it's food that isn't intended to be eaten at that latitude at that time of year. So you know, if somebody's sitting there eating a mango in the winter, it's 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 insanity, really. Yeah. So I I think that um, I, I think you're right, and I think that it could be a whole thing to do with the deuterium content of food that should match up with what you're supposed to be taking in at that time of year in your local environment. Right. If in doubt, nature nature always uh, knows best, and you know that that this is why you see, it's such a it's such an interesting lens to look at at diet through and lifestyle this deuterium thing mm. and the light cycles. Once you see those two things, um, you know, and, and and for anybody who's listening who hasn't heard um, these two guys, Jack Cruz and Laszlo Boros, you know, uh, Jack Cruz on light and everything and mm. deuterium, and Laszlo Boros on deuterium specifically, but. If you sort of get them on the show too, and if you haven't had them on already, but and and, and listen to some of their podcasts anyway, <clears throat> but it's fascinating stuff, and and you can start to tie it all in with nature mm. and how this works. I'm, yeah, I, I'm 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 completely with you on that. I think that everything should be sourced locally when possible for a multitude of reasons. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think there's just there's so many. Um, so many, so many places you can go with that, right? Where, where it just makes sense and sort of what you were talking about. This is like, you know, it's almost like talking to myself when I talk to you <laughs> because so many of the things that you, you say are things that I've brought up. Um, you know, when we talk about seasonality and, you know, every, every other organism understands that there's, you know, periods of light and dark and cooling and heating and wet and dry and, you know, all these different things, except for the human or at least the modern human. Uh, and so we've, we've ignored a lot of these signals. And like you say, you know, we want to live in Canada and shipping in, um, you know, bananas and mangoes and all those things in the winter, uh, which is just, or any time of year for that matter, it's just, you know, it's just not part of, of what, um, what we're, uh, intended to. Now, if we travel, you know, we can eat those foods in those places because they're, you know, everything is always, almost everything is better when it's local um, for many reasons. So, um, oh, exactly. and I think, I think that um, the, 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 the shipping of, of, of fruit in and, and, and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely barking mad. And this is where the paleo movement falls down mm -hmm. because better as it is than the standard diet because it cuts grains out and it's not frightened of fats. You know, people who get say, have say these funny questions like, is a banana paleo? I mean, it's a meaningless question really because <laughs> it, it entirely depends on where you live and what season it yes. is. So people will go, oh yeah, yeah, bananas paleo because they're taking it as this 
blanket dietary description. Yes. So, so they're eating all their uh, all, all their bananas in the winter, and they're wondering why they've still got MS or fibromyalgia or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very strange. Very strange that one. The paleo movement. Yeah. And, and t- unless they are, t- it'd been true paleo eating mm-hmm. in the winter in the north is eating meat and fat. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you mentioned the Inuit before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, you you mentioned that there is a retreat, or or is it just speaking uh, engagement that you have in Spain? Oh in yes, April? well, it, 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 at the end of April, if if you go onto onto my, um, well, I probably find it through my YouTube channel. I think I've done a little, I've done a little YouTube video uh, where I'm talking about all the different speakers who are on there. We've okay. got we've got Zofia Clements from Paleo Medicina in Hungary. We've got Paul Mabry, zero carb doc uh, from the states. He's got his own Facebook group and a great uh, website called um, Born to Eat Meat. Um, He's fixed his own issues as well as being a real expert on it all. We got uh, Dr. Jeremy Ayers, my friend, who's a naturopathic doctor and a very, very, very interesting guy. His his knowledge blows me away. He's in all sorts of areas. Uh, we've got Graham Norbury, who's a good friend of mine, who's who is has got a great talent for making Jack Cruz's um, knowledge accessible to the layman. You know, all the light and deuterium and stuff. We've got my my great friend and brother Zahir Khan, who is kind of from the Sufi tradition, but but uh, sort of broken away from that, and and he's he's just your modern day guru. Too. He he goes around doing all sorts of satsangs and talks about uh, waking up and um, uh, non duality and whatever. But but he's such a character, and he's so hilarious, and he is not your uptight guru at all. So. I'm really looking forward to to him speaking. I, I'm speaking as well. I'll do I'll do stuff on autoimmunity and the emotional balancing side, how that ties in, and just sort of not accepting of what is, and how that's maybe even even subtler in in the in the disease progression than than the whole mitochondrial thing. And so I think we've got all the subjects covered. It's over a couple of days at the end of April, and uh, we got we'll have great food. It's in a beautiful sort of converted monastery type place. Ooh. I think. What what part of Spain. It's down. It's it's down in the south. Ah. It's near. It's kind of about an hour from Malaga. Ooh. Two hours, uh, about half an hour from Gibraltar. I have a great friend, uh, Dr. Lynn Hardy, and and she's she's not speaking, although I keep trying to persuade her. She's she's wonderful. She's a great friend of mine, and. Um, a very, very knowledgeable lady as well. And my God, see how good she looks on, on carnivore at 48 years old. It's ridiculous. Wow. Um, so, so she's uh, she's organizing that with me and she's given up her beautiful house for the speakers to stay in and organized all the, all the accommodation down there. And it's going to be great. People are going to stay on it an extra week as well. Some people and hang out. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a great retreat. We're hoping to do it every six months or so. Oh, Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I have I have friends in in Malaga. Uh, actually, yeah, they they live between Malaga and Sevilla. Um, yeah, and so I'd like to like to hey tip them, them off about it and get them down there. That would be great. That, that, <laughs> that, I, I don't know if they'd really be into it, but we can try. <laughs> well, yes, if they're vegans, if they're vegans, maybe not. You know. Yeah, they're they're not. But, well, yeah. You know what? I, I just had my friend from Yugoslavia tell me she's she's lived in London for like the last. 20 30 years and she is she's just proudly told me the other day that she's a, a vegan 
And I was yeah. like, okay, good luck. <laughs> and what's really funny is that when she um, came to visit me, uh, and I'm, you know, I've, like I said, I've never gone completely carnivore. I last about three meals and then I start, you know, just wanting like more flavor. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, she, she was giving me such a hard time about taking my diet seriously. And, um, and so now she's just gone off the deep end, apparently <laughs> on the, on the vegan trail. Ah, well, you know, you're there when she needs help, eh? Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, actually, I have a, I have another question. So how do you travel? You know, we uh, we talked about my trip to, to Japan, and you mentioned you had been to India some years ago. Like, how do you travel with this when you're not going on a specific retreat? Well, I think, I, sp- I suppose, India I might find difficult, but um, maybe not. I don't know. I... I probably eat a lot of chicken and eggs while I was there probably I should think but well I I haven't done a massive amount of traveling in the last three years but you know I get I'm I'm a drummer I do a lot of um, Mm -hmm. a lot of playing and and I'm I'm out at gigs and stuff and actually if you're out for the day you don't even really need to eat the 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 energy is so stable you might even get hungry but the energy doesn't change mm-hmm. once you're running on fats so um it's it's you don't really have to go you say oh do you do you, i bet you when you're out you grab a sandwich or something well not really because i eat probably three times every two days you know once one day twice the next day it tends to work out something like that but when you're out you can always find something i mean it, it, any restaurant will do a piece of meat and then you can get them to bring you some salt and butter yeah, it's, it's 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 really quite simple. I th- I think I think it's easy. You know, I mean, if you if you're stuck in some sort of predominantly vegetarian country, you you probably end up on some tin fish now and again. But you know, that's fine because you're not really looking for massive entertainment from mm-hmm. it. So I think it is quite easy to be strict. I think this is um, this is this is something people people ask me quite a bit. But but I, I I've never found a problem with it. I've never found a problem. I mean, I think that. The, the, the biggest problem I found with, with eating out is, you know, the third time that you send back the um, usually rather overweight waitress or waiter back to the back to the kitchen for, for another load of butter, you know, and you can see it coming and they start to warn you about your cholesterol. And then, you know, my, my, my girlfriend will put her head in her hands and you can see she's thinking, just leave him alone. Just don't say <laughs> You don't want to know. <laughs> so d- does she? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay, cool. You know, but, but it's it's just you know you get a couple of funny looks and whatever. But I, I'm okay with that. I, I quite like freaking people out, so it's okay. You yeah, know, just just actually... just to just to eat me. You can always find me. I think good fats are more difficult to find when when you're out and about. But but you can always find a way around it. And because you're never in a panic to eat, you 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 always have good time to do it. You sort of think, oh well, you know what. I don't really need to eat. I'll, I'll I'll find somewhere tomorrow. I'll eat twice as much. Right. You know, you kind of eat, kind of eat like a snake. You know, in fact, somebody calls it. They got the snake diet, haven't they? <laughs> they just eat massive amounts of, of meat and fat, and then stop for a couple of days, and then do it again till you can't move. You know, right. and that you know that seems to work. That that could be pretty good for some people because the body, you know, when it's when it in between meals, it sort of enters into that whole sort of autophagy and uh, gets rid of a load of toxins and whatever or whatever it does and turns over cells apoptosis isn't it when it gets rid of the cells but um yeah so so there's there's nothing wrong with going in between meals it's like automatic intermittent fasting it becomes effortless really Mm -hmm. so yeah it's easy pretty easy wow how many how many pounds of meat do you eat a day 
Oh, it's a hull cow, Adrian. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I hear some people saying they eat, you know, four and five pounds a day. Yeah, um, well, that's Sean, isn't it? You know, he eats like six pounds a day, but he's training all the time. Well, this was a woman I, uh, in particular that I remember saying this in, oh, was in it? one cool. of these yeah. groups. Well, yeah. Some people do. Some people do. I, well, my diet is very, very high fat, so I don't eat a massive amount of meat. I, uh-huh. You know, on a, on a day where I eat a lot, I might have, say, three burgers in the morning that are probably, say, quarter pounders or something and okay. that I've made up myself. So we're not talking McDonald's here. <laughs> And, and and then I might have three egg yolks on each one with a load of butter and salt, and it's just gorgeous. And mm. and then if I eat again, I might have one steak or, or or a load of fish or some prawns, and I'll just eat the shells as well and and fr- sort of fried up in butter, um, something like that. And and then the next day I might have a load of roast lamb mm-hmm. with. With with some bone broth and butter and salt and pepper as gravy, that's delicious. You know, see, I, I can that. do that. I, I can do yeah. that if you put it that way. But you know, like I said, people get so dogmatic about it, and I'm like, okay, am I doing this right? Am I doing it wrong? You know, and I get all hung up on that. So I might. Ah, be- you just you just listen to your body. But uh, as you cut things out, then your body has. Because um, I'm really su- intrigued, su- and I have. Yeah, I've I've had this little thing. Actually, the thing is, when I started, this is part of the reason why I fell off the wagon. I found myself. Uh, getting waterlogged because I was drinking so much water when I was when I tried to go carnivore, and I don't know what really? that what I did wrong, but I just I could not get enough water, and then and but it was all backing up in me, so it was getting my, like my legs were getting all swollen, and and I was oh, like God. this isn't right, and I'm not and I'm not like a huge salt eater, so I can't say that it's you know if anything I probably undersalt food for for what most people like. Um, that might be the problem. Yeah, not enough the salt. More, the more you go into carnivory, the more you know, the more high fat it is. The more you need salt rather than water, and then, then the the water you do drink can actually get into the cells. Yeah, I was just talking to a guy today, you know, and I was skyping with him, and, and uh, a fantastic guy. We had a great great chat. He was cool, and and um, he he just had problems with loads of cramps, mm. and that's very common when there's not enough. Uh, salt in in there you know there's not enough electrolytes right. balance and whatever well, I, and so, yeah. but it but it's in water you know it, it makes a huge difference when you put it in water and drink it rather than just true. salty food true true yeah and yeah. That, that can really that can really help because i was i i was getting a few palpitations and my son actually pointed it out to me he said i'm saying but i'm salting all my food and he's bright my my, my oldest son i got a 28 year old as well okay. and and he was saying i'm uh, not my three-year-old obviously so <laughs> And he was saying, um, get, take it in water because he used to get a load of cramps all the yeah. time and rock climbing and whatever. And and he said, just have a, have a, a load of, of good salt in water and swill it down. And just it killed all those palpitations dead. It was perfect. Huh. You know, anything that's happening like that or you find you're drinking too much water because when you're having a lot of fat, you, you tend to drink less water as long as the electrolytes are in balance. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I think I'm all whacked out on other stuff. <laughs> For other reasons, <laughs> because I was also, I mean, I, I always uh, drink a lot of bone broth anyway. Um, so I was having yeah. that uh, a lot with the, the meals. And that's, you know, and that's the thing is, it's not that I under salt. I just don't like food. I, I like salt to taste the food, not to taste the salt, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, there's some people they just they need that salty flavor. I just like to bring out the best of whatever I'm eating. Um, 
And so I'd love to. I've always used a load of salt, but some people, some people on the on, on the group use no salt at all. Yeah, and I I think that's fine too. You know what. Whatever your body wants, I think some people maybe just have a naturally better balance of electrolytes. They don't need it, so that's cool too. You know, you see these arguments about how much salt to eat. Right. Well, why argue? You know, have as much as your body needs. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Well, thank you for clearing that up because uh, I was like, "Geez, like you can't escape this kind of dogma." <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not dogmatic about anything, you know, absolutely not. Apart from the way that you hang the toilet roll, that's got to be the right way around. You can't hang that the wrong way around. You okay. Know, you've, got, you've got to have it coming off the front, not the back. Drives thank you, but, thank you. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> but but apart, apart from that, I'm not dogmatic about anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Phil, your website is pureactivity.net? It is, yes. Do you yes. have a, do you have and, another and, and, website? And there's, there's something, you know, I, I'd like to mention if anybody is listening with autoimmune, so there's something I'm really excited about that I've just done that people might find useful. I, I decided a little while ago that I was going to do this online course. I was going to make an online course about autoimmunity. And, you know, I thought, yeah, yeah, I'll do probably like eight videos or something. And I got into it and I ended up with 30 videos and I've, I've done them all and there's there's action plans and worksheets not worksheets but uh, action plans after each vid you know to, to to figure out exactly what to do and great links to really deep dives into all of the subjects that i cover cover everything from gaining confidence finding sort of partners in the healing all the carnivory thing and why light deuterium emotional balancing meditation like even liver flushing like absolutely everything is in there that, mm. that that i found useful and that i've seen many other people find useful and i've tried to really organize it in a real easy course and so that's coming out soon so nice so yeah get 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 to the website and get on the mailing list and I'm, i know that i'm going to have a launch on it where it's going to be a real real low price for people to get some good reviews in we've already got some lovely reviews from the doctors jack cruz has done a great one which which i was very honored about and uh Jeremy Ayers and 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 uh, and my friend Lynn and, and a few others, but um, to, we've got we've got the professional reviews. But to get to get some of the um, you know some good reviews on my website, just working with this kind of stuff, but to, to testimonies, but to get some good some good reviews and and no obligation to give a good review, give me a crap one if you want. But you know that's that's to get the initial price on that. And so I know that's a bit of a plug, and I never do that on my interviews. But on this in this case, I'm really quite proud of this one. It's almost there and ready to go. So. So uh, I'd like to say, you know, if people want to grab it at, uh, at, at that introductory price, then then go grab it because it is cool. Even though I say it myself, it's pretty comprehensive. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I've, I, that, that, more power to you. Thank you so much for doing what you do. And your um, your YouTube channel is Phil Escott. Yeah, just that. Yeah, that's that's funny. You know, since the carnivore thing, it's it's really exploded. It's just sort of. I have, I have a, a great friend called Martin Franklin, who, who I was um, in a band with in, in, in the mid 80s. And I was looking for somebody to, to help me out with the online stuff. And he's just done such wonders with it. He's, he's such a whiz. And, and, and he's, he's a great friend and, and such brilliant advice he's given me. But we've got, we've got all these sort of little search things right. And it was weird. Somebody uh, um, pointed out, it was actually Martin pointed out that I was the second search after Sean for Carnivory. Ah. And I thought, for goodness sake, you know, and that's down to Martin. I'm just a drummer, you know, I'm just some old hippie drummer. But, uh, you know, Martin sort of sorted that out with the right words here and there. But I, I think the videos are quite fun on there. So, you know, come along and uh, 
you know, if you're vegan, maybe don't. You know, I've got enough attacks on there. But if, <laughs> if you're not, come along. I get, I get some nice comments. There's some good healing stories under there, too, you know, of people who put – and it's not down to me. They find carnivory on their own. But right. there's some nice little healing stories on there. And on my 100% carnivore and beyond Facebook group, lovely – lovely tales of, 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 of how people have been fixing themselves. Yeah, it's very rewarding. I'm, I'm a very lucky guy to be, uh, to be able to do this. Very, very honored. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It's really been enlightening. And, you know, usually, uh, you know, because, again, it's quite extreme for, for, you know, the way we think today about diets, but it is the original diet, isn't it, of, of yeah. human beings. So, um, you know, and that's why, you know, as, you know, we obviously we did a lot of talk about um, veganism and, and the extremeness of that. Uh, and then, like you have mentioned many times, the, the attacks that you get. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, this is uh, I'm, I'm glad to to speak to someone who does not take this to a culty place. Like I've seen, seriously, you know, and and that you realize that there's all these other things, the deuterium depletion and, you know, sleep and EMFs and I suck at controlling all of that. But, (laughs) 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 but, you know, maybe I'll join your course and, and uh, get some enlightenment and, and, you know, get my act together here. Ah, you know, I think if you don't have autoimmunity, I think I think there's plenty of free stuff that I've got out there about that. You know, if there's somebody wants to look about the light, if you look for a, a video I've got, it's 15 minutes long. I think it's 10 top tips about sleep where I go through yeah. all of the how, how to sort out the light environment in your house. And, you know, there's some nice links underneath to Matt Maruka's wonderful blue blockers and also to Iris Tech for to get on your computer, you know, to cut out the blue light and whatever. Right. Useful program, much, much more comprehensive than Flux, which most people use. And, um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's all for free out there. Most of my stuff's out there for free anyway. So I'm, I'm really happy just to get the message across. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you very much. And have a fantastic day. Oh, you too, Adrian. Thank you so much. It's been great chatting to you. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha. Nutrition Heretic Podcast is a production of Savor the Journey, LLC. Our audio editor is Nikola Popovich. Our podcast manager is Crystal McLean. And our operations manager is Michelle Med. I'm your host, Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. You can find us at the new and improved nutritionheretic.com, where you can download the Nutrition Heretic's free shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague. You can also listen to previous episodes at nutritionheretic.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to like us on social media for updates. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash nutritionheretic and on Twitter at NutriHeretic. Contact us with show ideas, questions, or if you want to be a guest. And don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher.